Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio You know that no one likes my company anyway But if you listen closely and talk intelligently Then maybe you can be a disappointment the views and opinions of the Disappointing Radio Show do not reflect the views and opinions of WWSU Radio, Wright State University, nor their entities. And now that our horse racing is out of the way, we will introduce the guest for the evening because I'm just going to keep going with the momentum of the bit. On mic one, we have the prestigious godfather of comedy himself to grace the studio. They say you can't know this man if you're going to be an Ohio idiot and try to do comedy. And if you don't meet this man, you'll never make it. Maybe it's a good omen, maybe it's not, but he gives cool keys to open bottles for doing stand-up. So on mic two, we have... Kel. Westray. Oh my goodness, amazing. And on mic two, we have the goddaughter of comedy, a very nice lady who is maybe going to put me on some mics if I swindle her, uh, talking her uh, like a gentleman on this show, like a crazed man who doesn't know uh, sentences. Introduce yourself, please. Guest two. Rachel Isom. I'm so happy. Um, let's just get right into it. Usually you, there's segues, but we're just not gonna. Um, I brought you both on, one, because you're two nice individuals who are willing to come on, well, but you. also because you each have different perspectives in comedy mm -hmm. in terms of you're a new comic mm -hmm. and you are not necessarily a comic? No, I, I've been on stage a few times. But mostly, I just consider myself a comic fan. Now, I've heard your sets are legendary. Oh, like, there's something you. about them that, like, you can tell it's, like, not a comic, but not a guy who's not funny. Mm -hmm. It's a guy who, like, is just, like, a, almost a myth of the town. <laughs> So when you, it's like, it's like when you catch the set, it's like, did you guys see Bigfoot doing like an open four minutes? It wasn't very good, but we still came out because it's Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I, I mostly just tell stories of things okay. that happen in real life. So you, I, you, so you're a connoisseur of like real life events yeah. and turmoil and trauma yeah. transitioning to stage. Yeah, tragedy and comedy. Yeah. See, I've started doing that, but then I've taken it a step further. And this is maybe where I lose the girlfriend in the uh, <laughs> ploys to ask her to stick around for longer but i like to live my life as it's a joke mm -hmm. <laughs> and that means when i'm in a real world situation i will mm -hmm. out loud tell myself what can i do to make this funny yeah oh because that, that like every time i see a jesus freak on campus mm -hmm. who's has some kind of billboard that says like women belong in the kitchen you know some crazy propaganda that the only the religious <laughs> freaks are bringing out a left corner uh i'll usually try to go up to them like well if they belong in the kitchen where do i belong and it's just kind of, they're not really ready for that question. Like, they're like, you're a man. What do you mean? It's like, well, you don't like, and, and me, like you just say something they're just not ready for. Like, even if it's just like almost what they're looking for. Like, I remember one dude, um, he was like, are you religious? And I was like, I'm spiritual. And I could tell in his eye, he's like, I don't know how to take that answer. And I'm going to walk away because you, this seems like a 20 minute conversation. That's not going to end. Um, but yeah, so, so you have an interesting perspective on comedy because not only are you, honestly just like this critique like this narrator of comedy that like i feel like your job is to watch it and judge mm -hmm. and if anything i wish that we could make that same person a performer but maybe that same person is meant to judge because mm -hmm. maybe the judge shouldn't be on stage yeah. mm -hmm. but then again i'd like to see the judge on yeah. stage so i'm not going to permit you to not do comedy <laughs> um and then we have you being a new comedian to the game but also with the perspective of like and this is not a shot at age because to it's my knowledge right. I assume you're like 25 to 30 because oh, I'm you're terrible amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yay. you're a new comic you're a female you're not like a young female who's like 18 discovering herself but you're also sure. not like a 75 woman who's like menopause like it's nothing <laughs> like that so you're in this cool state of like just being a 
a woman in comedy and dealing with that because, and I hate to say it, I feel like women get it harder than dudes mm -hmm. and it's, and women almost have to work harder for laughs. And I don't know why that case is yeah. because it maybe is real comics just really mm -hmm. persist and real mm -hmm. skill survives. But like, I've met plenty of funny female comics that like Whoa. when they're on stage and Lots they tell a killer joke and I'm, I'm like fighting it off to laugh because I don't just want to laugh out loud. But then I look around and no one else is laughing. I'm like, well, now now there's an issue because this was clearly funny. Well, yeah. most of the time, if there is a lady comedian, she's mm -hmm. very talented. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I've always been in sales. Sales is about the same as that. If there is a lady that sticks with sales, sticks with comedy. I am going to interrupt just for a second because I need you to talk a little closer to the mic. You don't have to go down on the dude. Just pretend like you're going to. How's this? <laughs> yeah, that's that better. better? <laughs> okay. I saw the levels. I was like, oh, if I let her keep going like this, I'm going to hate myself during editing later. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, so so having these different identities of like age and gender, age and gender, mm -hmm. what do you think, if any, is there material that both of you could share like equally in terms of like opportunity? And mm -hmm. the example I give is that like you could do a, a, a joke about periods. Could Cal. He can do a joke about being on the like doorstep of sure. death. I don't really think you are, but <laughs> but white hair permitting the joke, uh, you know, do you think you could do that material and vice versa? Listen, I mean, I know the world is sensitive these days, yeah. you know, and whatever, but I think people come to a comedy show to laugh and most people that are in that place are ready to laugh and not take stuff mm -hmm. um, to heart and, and do okay. that. And I think... Now I have a friend Wyatt. He's in comedy, and he's mm -hmm. like told me some of his jokes I love before. Wyatt. And yes, yeah. and I'm like, well, listen, you may not want to say this, this, because <laughs> that could hurt someone. So you do have to be careful. But it's not necessarily age, woman, gender, or so anything. You don't think it's, just it's the a same premise age. that like no, like e like in that same context, then every man, if it's funny can tell a joke about periods, menstrual strikes, things that they don't go through. Of course. Okay, they and, have, that's, and that's they the dissolution I want to paint for yeah. people. They have wives. Yeah. They have, they've exactly. dealt with Maybe periods. they have a daughter. They, yeah, exactly. Maybe they've met a female once exactly. and they've talked about it. It's you know what I mean? Like, the, it's in their life too, but it's their perspective. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and the part I'm trying to get everyone at home to realize is that comedians are just these godlike storytellers. Mm -hmm. It does not matter what we're saying because in the same context of this heroine that we've built up for you and the in the mm -hmm. audience to look up to mm -hmm. we're about to make him kill himself and write the suicide note to the daughter in the same <laughs> sentence you know what i mean like it's not like i don't even understand how like uh, i don't know mm -hmm. i think the best comedy and the best laughs anybody ever gets is when it really does feel like oh my god i was hit left field like mm -hmm. i did not even sure. remotely mm -hmm. see it coming mm -hmm. and the best instances of that is honestly like and don't take this the wrong way you look like a very sweet mom like that doesn't do anything wrong that isn't into sex swings doesn't you know doesn't talk about taboo things so i think just having that imagery already pre-built in people's minds like oh it's a mom she's gonna sure. come up and talk about cutting crust off sure. sandwiches or something you've then, obviously never seen one of my stuff yeah and immediately you come up on the stage and you're like yeah i mean i was getting railed from behind last night and then i was like where's my husband you know what i mean like whoa like just that shock factor alone sure. gets mm -hmm. people and then mm -hmm. if you run with it and they like it oh my god it's like having putty in your hands right. and asking to be molded right. like it's just almost like the universe is setting up free material right because you don't really know that moment of bliss until you're in it but like mm -hmm. and this is the example i give being a very obviously white boy 
Uh, my favorite show I've ever done to this day was my first paid show, and it was 2018 in November, and it was an all-black crowd, mm-hmm. and it was an all-black comics, yeah. and I was the only white person in the room, mm-hmm. except for, I think, my white grandparents that were like, yeah! Those were fun shows. Right. Yeah, oh that was God. the best show of my life, because yeah. the moment you really realize where you're at in the set mm-hmm. and like what's going on in the audience, and you're like, oh, I can... I can say certain things mm-hmm. right now and yeah. there's not going to be repercussions on <laughs> sure. the news. Why not? Um, and you take those, like I remember one of my favorite bits I did for that whole night was this big story. I talk about like how I as a white kid at a Reds game solved in racism mm. to an all black crowd, which is a very hard pitch considering listen, racism also, has not been cured. <laughs> that also shows your talent, to be honest. If someone can or do my that in a situation like that, being I mean, dumb enough to tell n-word jokes in front of all i think it really shows your talent oh, in my opinion that you can deliver it in in a respectful manner that doesn't offend anyone especially in this day and yeah because that's the end of the day i'm not really trying to upset anybody of and course. i don't think any real no. good comics are and no. if anything the people who are trying to upset people on stage aren't there they're not for the right reasons it. or they're not going to make it because their goals aren't set to what sure. they should be mm-hmm. like when i go out there and i tell a bit that requires me saying nibba for all you at home that i have to transition <laughs> my g's to b's uh i have to it's a big build-up you don't run out of the gate with that joke you don't, no. you don't no. start the race at 100 miles an hour no then you how are you supposed to finish it on the moon like <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is that I don't think anyone is restricted to any material. Mm-hmm. And the reason no. I say this is because Dave Chappelle's new stand-up, Six and Stones, mm-hmm. honestly, and I pe- and I wish people were freaking out over this more and more, he basically in 2019 set up the groundwork for 2020-plus comedians to be able to say anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he tells this long-winded story about working for The Chappelle Show being a black man, writing jokes about the LGBTQ and why he's not allowed to say that because he's not gay. And then at the end of the bit, he asked the girl, why can I say, mm-hmm, hard ER for all of you at home. I don't even like to say the beginning of that word just because it's a <laughs> terrible taste in the mouth. Yeah. But he uses that as a punchline. It's very shock. It's like, oh, he said hard ER. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, Dave, because you're black, but you're not gay. And then he goes, well, I'm not an N-word either. And just that tagline is so <laughs> genius. Uh-huh. Like for 40 years, you've got network television to admit you let black people say the hard ER on radio because mm-hmm. you've been calling them hard ERs behind their back or do you not care? And then why are the rules in place? Mm-hmm. Right. See what I mean? Like the hypocrisy mm-hmm. then starts coming in and it's all over the place. And the only reason I'm freaking out about it is because I'm trying to make it okay for me as a white boy to say the soft GA, never hard ER on stage, because I can't even think of a tagline that I would use that like, oh yeah, and then the taskmaster said, get to work. Like, I'm not like that. Like, that's a hard pitch even in here. And we're yeah. three white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let alone a crowd of color individuals of every background and shape and size and so on. Yep. But I don't know. I just, it's fun. It's fun to go those scary places, though. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that is that okay mm-hmm. to say? Yeah. Well, sure it is. Like the things that I talked about in mine, even though I'm new, those are things that I've talked about in my private life with who you've never I'm, never I'm told a soul. Like I wouldn't say never I've told been, a soul, but it's like BFF. Like I've I've thing, told stories you know? on stage just on a whim of like this story needs to come out right now because sure. I can tell this crowd's gonna eat it alive. Right. That stories I've never told anyone, my parents. Friend, exactly. maybe not even my significant other, who I share basically attached at the hip with. Yes, mm-hmm. Mrs. Disappointment. Shout outs, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just it, like when you see a white kid pull off the joke, it's almost like seeing like 
Mount Rushmore for the first time. Like, it's like mm-hmm. you just don't know how to take the beauty of like, he's getting away with it. <laughs> and no one's going to stop him in time. Like, the, just, you see the train wreck happening and a piece of like, let's see how far the train goes in the air. Let's see oh how let's God. see how big the flip is and mm. see the catastrophic. A lot damage. of the time, if the judgment isn't there with the word, yeah, there's they they respect it and and understand that there's no um, hard feelings or mm-hmm. or you know mistreatment in in that. So it's again, I think that's talent on your part for delivering it because those people don't know you personally, yeah, and you still did a good job. So I think that's really good. That's an interesting way to look at that. I guess I should start looking at myself as a skill and not as a. You should. That's why bag. I watched your video and I was well, like, "You did so good," video, and you're like, "Oh my god, like, are you kidding?" Gonna, and I'm like, she's "No." Not going to want to have me on any sets because in that set, I think I had a fun time the whole time, and then at one point I tried to like improv a song. And I was like, I, I could tell the people weren't getting the bit at first because the idea was I was trying to get like, I was looking at people in the audience like, come on, you know the words. Like I was trying to put them on the spot, but right. they weren't having it. So I was like, I guess I'll just ramble into the actual parts of the song. And I then think it, part of it is your look though too, because <laughs> listen, and, and I mean no offense by this, Please, but someone that normally offensive. would look like you Bash would, be, me in the face with would be kind of insecure, a little shyish, okay. and then you get up on stage and you're like this huge personality when the and dirty way hippie talkative. Starts talking yeah. loud, they like, don't I get, I get up on stage it. and I'm long blonde hair, blue eyes, all dressed up, and then I talk about working in the garage and like, you know, honestly, hunting. If I could, and and, I, like, and huh? I hate to say this because <laughs> I don't know your material, so I don't know like what works and what doesn't for you, uh-huh. but when I first saw you, in my mind, if I was going to write like a perfect stand-up bit for your character just to never be seen, like a joke you'd always have that no one be like, I didn't think she was going to say that. <laughs> In my head, a perfect joke for you would be some kind of like atheism bit. Like you just come out <laughs> hard atheist. You're like, like maybe that's your whole setup. Like you, you come from the other side of the room and you're walking with heels and you've got like a red dress and your hair's done. It's like... So I don't worship God. And it's like, whoa! Like, it's just that, like, I did not think that was going to be the first sentence out of the gate. And just immediately after that, they don't even understand what direction you're going to go from. Sure. Like, my favorite, com- I guess, construction of, like, my sets is to build no transitions whatsoever. Like, as if drivers have to somehow bash into like the divider to flip onto the other side of the road right and that's just how it was designed and we're just going to keep making them do that because i think it's really funny to go on like a 20 minute like rape fetish bit <laughs> right like a rape porn taboo oh subject. My Lord. something very extreme and then you talk about so why don't we know if christ is real can we not carbon date his sure his cra- like something extremely <laughs> different and then talk about like so I brought spaghetti into a spa recently because it started with SPA. Like, <laughs> something really stupid, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter where it's going because at some point you just... Like, I hate it when anyone in the audience thinks they know where I'm going. Yeah. Because that's so crap. You've never heard the bit. Why are you already signing off on the joke? You haven't even heard the punchline but yet. But see, that's your niche. That's what makes comedians amazing is everyone has their different thing. Yours is you like to surprise people with what the hell you're going to say. Like, oh my gosh, what's next? Because this is the obvious. Someone else, someone else, you know, I I watched um, a kid. It was his first day doing comedy when it was my first day doing comedy. And he did an amazing job. He was like 19 years old and he was talking about. I, this is going to sound really bad, but talking about like wanting to die of cancer and whatever else. But no, how fine. how he delivered <laughs> no, it. No, this is the show you should say. How that. he delivered <laughs> it was absolutely Phenomenal. amazing. And yeah. then someone else does like, you know, it, everyone's 
everyone's little niche is what makes them special. Like, yeah. What makes them fit into their show because it's theirs. So that's yours. So you should really keep doing it. I think my niche personally is just like not knowing what his culture is. Because, mm-hmm. and to give you both a little context, I really do have multiple black older brothers. I really mm-hmm. do have a sister who just got a full ride to UC for girls golf. So, mm-hmm. like, and all of those black older brothers either play for the Yankees, the Reds. Like, they all went on to be major baseball players, uh-huh. right? So, you have a family <laughs> egg carton of nothing but premier athletes. And then that one weird Jewish-looking egg comes out to be a comedian. <laughs> How would you take it as parents? You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I have three kids. Not a one of them. Do they not talk a one to you of about the your same. like ideology of comedy and doing it? And like, I have mean, they seen you do stand up? And so my family is very religious. Like, I won't even. You like, look like you come from a religious. I family. do. <laughs> like when I post something on Facebook, I'll like scratch out the f word and I oh put in like something else. Friggin'. And then if I just if I'm over it one day, I'm like, Mom, sorry. Here it is. Um, if, so I don't let case, them watch uh, them. For ladies and gentlemen at home that realize we cannot say the f word on radio, we do have a button that's in place for that, which is frig off. Frig off, burp. Frig off. Yeah, frig off. Chillo, back off. Mind your excuse own business. Excuse me, excuse me, Randy. But if you don't watch it, you're gonna find yourself suspended. You Stand down, Randy. She can't suspend me. Right. You're suspended. You're suspended. <laughs> I just think it's funny. She's like, yeah, frig off. I'll bust. do more in front of my kids than I will my parents. Because if anything, and and take this as you will. I think one of the hardest demographics as a stand-up comedian to make laugh is a child. Because if your bit is complex and, like, it's funny because it's complex, Mm -hmm. only people who can think on complex levels will get it. So if you can either make a kid laugh on a joke he doesn't even get or have a bit that is so complex that you either have to be at a higher level of thinking to get the actual punchline or be a simpleton that gets the easy-to-get punchline. Mm -hmm. And it's just a bit that works for everybody. Like, in being a mother, you have children. Mm. You could pitch material to them. Be like, sit on the couch. Mommy's going to get weird for an hour. Listen, how do you think I practice? Is that really that how was, you practice? That was nerve wracking. Really? I can, listen, I've sang my whole life. I can sing in front of See, thousands choir, of people so nice and everything. And I, I'm, I'm great on stage. Like I used mm-hmm. to train. I ran my own company. So I love being in front of people. And mm-hmm. when you're in sales too, you're an entertainer is what yeah. you are. Especially it's if you believe in the product. And my kids were. And here's the funniest are. part yeah. that you realize is that once you become even like to one percent good at comedy, mm-hmm. everything else in your life becomes a million percent easier mm-hmm. because you realize <laughs> you can do all of that without having to make people laugh. Right, and then there's that big takeaway of like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, I no longer have to do like a thirty minute speech and everybody has to be dying laugh. I can just say it, no one has to laugh, and I can leave. Oh my god. <laughs> done the like, only thing bad about that is we're a very encouraging family we're always like oh you did so good so you always don't, so they don't give real notes. so i could completely suck and they'd be like mommy you did so, so good. good and i'd be like oh man uh, I could like what do i do fishing i'm not gonna make any more grilled <laughs> right. cheese tonight i don't know what you're playing one for. of the four rules as kids was always encourage never discourage so they're big time uh, on, even if you, Which is you know, fine if you're going for, like, anti-bullying stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But then again, yeah. like, aren't the best comedians the bullies of America that, like, got weeded out by the bullying programs and now don't have anywhere else to outlet the best their problems? Ones, the best ones that I have seen personally are the ones who get up there and talk about real stories real in stuff. their life. Yeah. And even though it could have been the worst day of their life, 
because mm-hmm. of who they are as a person, they turned it into a joyful thing oh, to yeah. make people laugh. And, and that's even if the you cool like part. hated that day and you couldn't see yes. that dissolution of like the joy this day will bring in a joke, you yes. can do it later <clears throat> in life. And yeah. And if anything, just remember the event. Yes. Like the best story I have to ever tell about that kind of stuff is that where before I met Mrs. Disappointment, the love of my life, <laughs> uh, shout out if she's listening. Uh, I was Sup, talking to a fatter woman and she was like, and it was around Halloween and she was like, come get frisky disky and dress up in costume. And I'm like, wow, I've never been to a sexy Halloween costume. So of course I'm going to go completely right? dressed up as Macho Man. As Randy the young Savage, Jewish boy. Including beard, purple pan, like bandana, the nice. shirt, everything. There you go. Full accent. Like I'm, I'm like, when I paint this picture for you, imagine me with a fake yarn beard, a <laughs> tight like spandex purple like bandana homemade with zip ties. Nice. So it's like I'm homeless macho man uh-huh. wearing a flannel and jeans and big boots so like I get that extra might. I walk in the front door cuz I'm like I got to make an entrance cuz that's how every great Heck party yeah. story starts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's the power of power. Too sweet to be sour. Who's funky like a monkey when sky is the limit and space is the place? Yeah, every girl in there was wearing basically just a jersey and no pants, and every guy in there was wearing a basketball jersey. So you could say the only person that dressed up on Halloween that night was Brighton Jones, and you can be a hundred percent sure when you guess who was the only person not getting laid at that party. Right. So you know. Tragedy again means love. But see, to me, that sounds like a bunch of lame women because I think that sounds like a bunch of lame women and dudes. Not we gotta we gotta shame the guys. (laughs) They keep having this hierarchy. Like it's okay to show up to a Halloween party. In just a jersey because you're I didn't a guy. know you banging Get the guys was an option. You yeah. were talking about like getting nookie. So, yeah. I mean, what if you got all of them in jerseys and all of them doing this and you got someone with a personality? Like, that's, you know what I mean? I mean, a piece of me was like, well, I could maybe tell stand up here. There you like, go. Like, my fallback for every party is like, mm, I'm not having fun. Is there a stage I can be loud on? But then again, like, then it also, like, I remember one time. The Sound worst, like a bunch of regular people to me. Yeah. The worst set of my life was a set I did not do on stage. And I learned the error of trying to actually do a set like you're going to do a set without a stage. Mm -hmm. Because Wright State was putting on like a little mini bonfire. And they were like, you know, whatever students want to come out, we're going to hike to the middle of like the little wood, the actual woods, not the dorms. We're not starting fires and (laughs) the actual living areas of kids. But the actual woods where Rakens live, if you've watched Trailer Park Boys. And we're sitting there and, you know, they're going over talent. Some guy brought a guitar because there's always one of those. Oh, who's yeah. Gonna play Wonderwall. <laughs> and maybe some girls are like, yeah, we sew, but we didn't bring anything. So that's our skill. <laughs> it's like, wow, that was a great story. And then there's me with a book with no light trying to, like, read it by firelight. Mm. Like, yeah. And then if you, you know, your favorite song is only Jod can judge me, but you're an atheist. What are you, an a-hole? Mm. Like, and then the girls are just not having any of the bits. and. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm giving every joke I've got, like, 12, 14 bits, 100% energy. Nobody's laughing. And then at the end of it, I'm like, I'm just going to leave. And then I just walked away. So it's really where the material goes, I think, is where it matters. It's not. It's really not. It's it's the crowd. Like, the people that come to comedy shows, they're they middle-aged. They're middle-aged. They've had stuff happen in their life. They're not 18, in college, mom and dad pay for stuff. They have a brand new car. No problems except for, oh, my God, Billy did not talk to me today. You know what I mean? Like, they've yeah. had some stuff happen. So, it's. It, I think that was more on your crowd versus maybe your material. And, I, and also pick a place. 
I, I definitely, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I was stopped because by the end of the night, I had realized how many Jack and Cokes I had had. <laughs> but I was at my aunt's wedding mm-hmm. and she, like, my parents hate the fact that I want to be a stand-up. Like, there's hate. Oh, really? And then there's, like, you're not going to bring it up, but you secretly have an issue with your daughter dating a black guy, but you're not going to say it in front of the daughter, so you just deal with the self-turmoil. <laughs> not that that's ever a correct assumption for anybody's lifestyle. I'm just saying that's sure. the kind of internal struggle we're dealing with mm-hmm. um, exponentially, of course. But they just <laughs> don't... I mean, like any... I could have picked, like, fart surgeon. And they'd be like, yeah, you can do surgery on farts. That's fine. That's a good profession. Oh, comedy? Absolutely not. Like, something totally out there. And they'd be like, yeah, that's fine. And... In choosing comedy, I have realized that no matter what I do, they're just going to be mad. So I might as well make some people laugh along the way. Mm-hmm. So at this wedding of my aunt's, I decided to try to get on stage oh, and Lord. tell some oh, no. jokes. <laughs> and I had like it was the start of the night. I had nothing, no chemicals in me that were influencing decisions yet. <laughs> and then I had two glasses of champagne, and I was like, all right, I'm feeling okay. And I had two glasses of wine. I was like, I feel kind of funny. And then I was like, do you have Jack and Coke here? And then I was like, well, that was a signed deal. And then bad. by the end of it, I actually asked the guy, I was like, hey, because I, I told him, I could tell that like by the first one, I was like, this is only the first one I could tell I'm not going to remember tonight. So I straight face looked at the bartender. I'm like, hey, at some point tonight, I'm going to drunkenly come up to you and say, number. And you're going to tell me how many Jack and Cokes I had just so I can try to remember this. <laughs> and I, and I, 13 Jack and Cokes later, I go, oh, number. And he goes, 14. God. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I just put the next one down. I'm you like, didn't that's say, probably enough. You didn't say, oh, no, until you got to 14? That's yeah, when you well, said, oh, no. That's when, when you hear the number out loud, you're really like, oh, I guess it is really hard to open the door to the bathroom. And where are my pants? And those kind of situation thoughts come up. But me, I would say I was probably six or seven Cokes in. To where I was like, give me the mic. I got this. I've got the bits ready. I'm a superhero. Yeah. Mother and father are like (laughs) daggers shooting out of eyes, piercing heart, wishing they could stab son. And my aunt is like, yeah, get him on stage. She's drunk. It's her wedding. She doesn't care. Right. You know, and and every piece of me is trying to get on that stage. But then eventually like father intervenes he's like if you get on the stage i will disown you and it's like well then that's a fun <laughs> conversation to have while you're plastered off your mind another one and maybe that's what led to the 14 it doesn't matter because everybody's happy in the end right so how how many shows have you done paid or not paid doesn't matter shows are shows total i'd say mike mics were like it wasn't like a two-minute set of like hi hi my name is brighton i'm just uh you ever think about airplanes like it's not like a that set where you're not ready sure. and you've got like a two-minute mic I'd say, like, actual sets that count for me have to be at least five minutes. Because five minutes is at least, to me, like, a set. I agree. And then past that, any amount of time, because, like, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but, like, to me, the best comedian in the world could improv you a two-minute set like that. Right? That is an impossible skill to meet, of course, but that's the goal. So when I do all these mics, I don't really write jokes for them. Like, I, I have a note. I don't either. I have I a whole notebook full of, like, I have 400 notes on my phone for bits. Like, everything. I'm always writing. But when I'm on stage, I'll actually try to improv my whole set every time. See, that's why I'm excited because it's about more the fun shows. to like venture into unknown water and also yes! not know yes! where your ship is. See, I don't write stuff down either. I just come up with it and I talk stories. And but if you make kill it, you've got to write it down. That's the dissolution you've got to. So realize. then, 
these next shows that we've got coming up, mm-hmm. you'll be in one of them. Is this a way to say I actually you am coming? You will be in one of them. Oh, that's so nice. So of I you. get to be the host now. So that's in between comics, I'm going to do a little bit at, at front, and it's all going to be improv, and I'm going to like kind of make fun of you guys after your show. And you should. And you should. So I'm hit, so You pumped. should reference some of the jokes that people said yes, if they hit hard. I am. Yes. Maybe if we picked on the same girl. That was my yes. favorite part of the, the, the first show I ever did with the all black crowd is that. Every single comic destroyed this big fat black chick in the uh, front row because she just kept talking so loud during the set. Right. So at one point, they, like someone was like, Shut the f-. like you know, she got one of those. Right. Someone made a joke. Some some one dude was like, man, if you'd learn to shut up, maybe we. I'd hate it after the show, but you can't keep it close <laughs> enough to earn it. Like something like that. So then, of course, here comes Brighton and she starts talking during my set, and I, of course, I've got to bring her up because how can you not? I remember saying something like, listen, if you thought you were really trying to go for them, you're mistaken because Milky over here is really trying to make some nice light chocolate if you actually play <laughs> nice. And they just weren't ready for that. And it's just that that whole like ha- letting the room be in on one yes. of the jokes. Mm-hmm. But this That's is, the goal this is the what I wanted to do in comedy. Like right. my goal when I got into comedy was to interact with people. It's what I've always done. That's why I'm you like sales. Hecklers. I love doing that. I don't want to come up with a joke and then say it 15 more times at 15 different stages. I want it to be just off the head and I'm good at it and I'm quick. So I'm so excited about hosting these shows. So excited. And I I think like having also a female host will help a little bit Mm because I think a lot of the hosts at Wiley's and Oregon District and everywhere else. And I love the shows not to, you know, put any shame to any of them, but it's kind of the same 45 year old white dudes. Mm -hmm. Is that okay to say? Like it's like I love this is the place. I love John Morris, but I don't want to see him. Every show. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see some new black guys. I want to see some women comedians. I want to sure. see some young kids. I want to see some old people. Like, I want to yeah. see everybody. Have you ever seen Erica Russell? <sighs> Listen, my... What does she look like? She's gorgeous blonde. Well, that um, doesn't help me because I look at a lot of gorgeous So, my very first... My very first night at Wiley's, she was hmm. there. And our, our show... Um, February 14th, Valentine's Day at Duckfoot Barn Grill. She is the headliner. I don't okay. know how she is not just out there everywhere. Already made it. She is That's what I told Holly Flash. I was sad that she only had six minutes at Wiley yeah. that night. She was great. Absolutely Dude, great. sometimes those comics, like, even like the Sunday comics, every once in a while, you'll get one kid that's just new and you just killing it. You're like, just stay up there. Yes. I know it's, yes, not, I know it's exactly. not possible. But why can't someone out loud be like, Extend the set, and they would just let him be yes. up there for five more. That yes. should be a rule. Yes. Like, why can't or a stranger like let him go? And it's like, why are you gonna? They're yes. asking for it. Give it to them. Yes. That's gonna make a better night for those people. Because at the end of the day, as a comedy club, you shouldn't be. And this sounds bad. You shouldn't be worried about how the material is. You should be worried about how the audience feels about the material. Yeah. If it's the worst material in the world, but they love it. God, keep looking for the scum of the barrel. Let's go grosser and deeper into the pus-filled orgies that is this joke. Like, it doesn't matter. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting too passionate. Well, no, you're all right. The The cool thing about the open mic is you never know what's going to happen. Yes. You never, oh, I mean, my God. No. You, yes. You can't the predict The kids that it. you talk before and you're like, this kid's going to eat mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Then he kills it. Or yeah. the guy with all the confidence in the world absolutely gobbles a knob on stage and yeah. you just don't understand how and, those and, two different things and, happen. And each each one is glorious to watch. Yes, 100%. Is. And yeah. I agree. What um not that you should like want someone to bomb or fail, mm-hmm. but have you ever had like while you were just in the audience and you just saw it and you were like, 
oh, just for this one moment, nips out, let's twist him. This is the best. He's <laughs> eating it. It's not me. He's like in the middle. Like you're seeing it now from the outside of him drowning in a well that's one mm-hmm. foot wide. So my <laughs> my favorite show I've ever done was my very first one at Wiley's. Mm-hmm. The crowd okay. was so the crowd is a huge the, part. If the, the crowd is not into it, it, it's so it's so so hard. So that was my favorite time. And I after that I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So I'm I'm right. immediately get home, sign up for another one. Well, my second one, there was like ten people in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching comics before me. I was one of, like, the last ones that went up. And, like, it's surprising how some of them actually, like, they just quit their set and walk off stage if the audience will not get into it. And I'm just like, and I think oh, that's my ridiculous gosh. Because at the end of the day, even if you're, like, not getting the reaction it's good you practice. want, you're still given the time. It's not yes. even practice. Yes. Somebody at that club said, I'm going to give you time. Sure. So the fact that you walked out on them early mm-hmm. shows me you shouldn't be given that time anymore. If sure. you weren't ready and you weren't mm-hmm. totally excited, why are you up there? Well, you, you are have an to, entertainer. You gotta be, be entertaining. You gotta be easy though, because Wiley's yeah. listen, Wiley's isn't comedians that have been doing this for ten years. Well, it depends. Wiley's is people like that if it's just, a Sunday open mic, oh my god, you get all the freedom to mess up. But if it's like a yes. Saturday exactly. yeah. and it's like Actually, sure. one of the headliners that like ends, or he's just like oh, not. Course. I'm like, how is he even on the stage? Right. There's like, I mean, ugh, I don't know. Before we tangent spiral, <laughs> we'll, enter, we'll enter the first culture shock. See, the show goes quick. Um, this is the first song of the evening. Like I said, this is my chance to show all you white people at home some cool songs that I hope you like, that I like, that you may have not taken the time to listen to. So while we uh, ramble off mics, you at home shall enjoy a song that I hold near and dear to my heart just because it's off the album After He Died. Please enjoy Biggie Small's Life After Death, Sky is the Limit. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing tonight? I'd like to welcome to the stage the lyrically acclaimed. I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase, he went from ashy to classy. I like that. So everybody in the house, give a warm round of applause for the notorious B.I.T. The notorious B.I.T., ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for him, y'all. Oh. Never been as broke as me, I like that When I was young I had two pair leaves Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays uh-huh. My flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt And alligators, uh-huh. you wanna see the inside huh. I see you later, here come the drama Oh, that's that with the fake uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face Stay in your place, play your position uh-huh. Here come my intuition, uh-huh. go in this pocket Rob him while his friends watch it That uh-huh. here comes respect his crew's your crew, or they might be next Look at they man eye, big man they never try So we roll with them, uh, stole with them I mean loyalty, put me milks at lunch The milks with chocolate, the cookies, run a crunch Ain't it, Oshkosh and blue and white duck Ask the sky is the limit and you know that you keep on Just keep on pressing on Sky is the limit and you know that you can Now start stacking, dabbled in 
attacking Nickname Medina Make the scene of Manina From gym class to in glass Passed off and global The only with a mobile Can't you see like total Getting larger and wasting taste Ain't no telling where this spelling is heading Just in case Keep a shell at the tip of your melon Clear the space Your brain was a terrible thing to waste 88 on gates Snatch initial nameplates Smoke your with real life Begin the killers Praying God forgive us for being sinners Help us out Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe so separately, Frank the deputy Quick to grab my Smith and like my was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand Get my daughter this college plan So she don't need no man Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it And live the phrase, sky's the limit And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed Sky's Limit by Biggie Smalls as much as we did. We were talking about comedians and such uh, on the break, like comics do. Um, And my first guest of the evening, again, I'll let him say his name for anyone um, just joining us in. Today's guest is... Kel Westray. Amazing. And he's the godfather of comedy. And we were actually talking about something that I'm going to re-bring up from the break that you guys didn't hear, which was he has literally had the chance to watch some of these really well-known comedians like John Morris, uh, Travis Charles. Uh, I mean, I could keep going with all these 45-year-old white dudes. Love John. But yeah, all of them. Yeah. You've seen their first day yeah. and you've seen their most current day. Yeah. That's a big difference in skill. Yeah. And and it's kind of like, it's, it's amazing to watch them as they develop and grow and get better every time they get up on stage. Yeah. 
and I love and I love it. And so, can I can I ask you, being the Godfather comedy, mm-hmm. what, why comedy? <laughs> why not trains? Why uh, not like you know well, kid I, porn? Like I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like there's other things to be. No, into. I, I, there, there's a couple of things of interest in my life, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get on to those too. But uh, I grew up uh, w- listening to little record players of 33 LPA records. To the little ones, not even like full-pressed wax vinyl. See, I have a record player that plays 33s -hmm. and full-size, but I don't have any 33s. But but I would listen to comedy albums back then, and and I wasn't wasn't even 10 yet. And I I had the entire collection of Bill Cosby's Oh my god, that is such a good album. Yeah. And I hate that like I know it, what it, happened to the it, man. It because was a real disappointment. I have that like happened. fourteen different comedy books, mm-hmm. each in each book referencing yeah. just as much Jerry yeah. Seinfeld as it does Bill Cosby. Yeah. Because both were absolute founders yeah. for stand up comedy. See, that's I mean, where it, we're different. I got into it for a complete different reason. Really? I um I, I for me. And I've said this a lot on the show, but I'll just be the fanboy kid, mm-hmm. I guess. To me, like, I don't think I'm going to change the world by some AI. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to create a super vaccine that maybe cures <laughs> pancreatic cancer, like some very specific cancer. It's not even one that, like, is, like, the ballpark cancer that I'm <laughs> shooting for. I think if I'm going to actually make a difference, it's going to be on some stage in some city telling some joke that even if they didn't love it, Maybe that husband and wife goes home and they're talking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there and they're not fighting. There's no affairs. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's just them. Even for two hours. Yeah. Even if the affairs are still going on. Oh. Like it's that stopped for exactly two minutes. Right. Like like for two hours. All those people in the audience. Nobody's shooting each other. Nobody's stabbing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's laughing. That every is, color, every exactly gender, everyone in that audience is on the same page. Like mm-hmm. laugh at the idiot or mm-hmm. the idiot's going to laugh at you. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just back and forth of that. And to me, that's beautiful yes. because for just a little bit, nobody cares about politics yes. or even if they do, it's stupid politics. Yeah. Like it's just, it just doesn't <laughs> matter because I think everything matters to everybody 24 mm-hmm. seven. So why can't there be a two hour window of exactly. that really didn't matter? And <laughs> like this forget, show, this is very about, not important radio. forget about everything. That's exactly why mm-hmm. I got into it. I'm a woman. So women freaking talk all the time. Now so I'm like, this will be good. This will be good. And then you get to give people all of the comedians that I've met and got to talk to number one they're all mm-hmm. wonderful very good hearted people yeah. but a lot of them have been through stuff which makes oh my god very well like, versed um, in the universe scotty where he talks about yes. like his heroin addiction yes mm-hmm. oh yes. god to me like that's one of the most important jokes yes. you can tell mm-hmm. not even anywhere in the country but ohio yeah yes. of all the open crises ohio's the major network for heroin addiction yes. to me like if i was gonna have any purpose behind comedy is that maybe like 10 years from now, I finally got Madison Square. It's not going to happen, of course. <laughs> yeah, 10 years from now, I'm not going to be on Madison Square Garden. Let's put ourselves in check for a second, Brian. Dreams are still dreams, and the reason we only see them when we sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say that, hypothetically, let's say I'm on some big stage, and I've got, and it's finally that day. Like People are buying tickets. It's a name that's in households, and everybody's tuning in. What does Brighton say? He's funny, and then all of a sudden, wow, he really did bring up heroin addiction in Ohio and really did have at least one person in the audience go, you know what? I can maybe I've been wrong my whole life about weed, and maybe I've been completely ignorant about some of the facts, and maybe I'm believing some stuff I shouldn't, exactly. and maybe the issues are not the issues. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not a Schedule 1, and maybe the actual Schedule 1 is taking people's lives, and there's that now bridge of, oh, I get it, because... 
And if, if people could adopt this, we would have a better society. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. I tell everybody I'm wrong all the time. Yes. I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> it's the disappointing radio show. Everything's wrong about this. <laughs> <sighs> Once you admit you're wrong, you can learn what's right. Yes. And then it's way down the road, golden sunshine. Pride, the pride destroys the world. Yeah. It but, really does. But who has the biggest pride? Men. <laughs> yeah. Boys. White men. Boys. I'm just going to say that Boys. statement because even... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Im- but immature, like, let's be specific immature. about that man thing, <laughs> right? Immature. But I'm, but I do say the man only specifically because it's a man's world. It is, and it sucks that it is because it should be a woman's and everybody else's world. But right but now, see, it's not. It's really not. Listen, I believe it's in not. This and in my heart, age, I know it's not listen, a man's world. In but this also, day and age, I've seen who he has for a president, so I'm not sure it's not a man's is, world. This is the best time yeah. in America ever. Women have more rights than ever. Like seven people showed up to a KKK rally. Yeah. Racism is getting less. It it really is. If people would just, there was these huge feats that everybody wanted to to tromp on and get over. We finally got over them. So now there's a crap load of little stuff everywhere yeah. that people are just picking apart. If we would have left it at those big huge things that really affected the world and just been happy, it would be so beautiful right now. Right. It would be. I think um, one of the f- my new favorite topics for comedians to debate over after shows, because there's always that like comedian banter before and after sets, <laughs> every once in a while I slip it in there just to see people freak out like, yeah, so we should rename it Indigenous People's Day, right? And then everyone just goes crazy, because that's like the new thing. Like yeah. That's the new issue. Yeah. It's like we gave up on the... Uh, Red Sox and the Redskins and whoever football teams and baseball teams because we're like ah it's whatever let's just go for the straight holiday we're giving up like we're <laughs> we're switching gears we get it like yeah. we're not gonna change you sports guys we're gonna change the country's holiday name at least like uh, you're shooting bigger in the barrel actually <laughs> but I mean I'm not opposed to that because personally like if anything our history confuses me because I was taught one thing in middle school which was wrong and then you find out later that's not what happens and then you have to educate yourself and it's like you have three different income of the same knowledge and you're like i don't understand what it's not necessarily wrong um you right know, my parents are baptists i went to a baptist church my whole life i believe okay. ba- in the baptists if my parents were catholic i would believe catholic if my right, parents right, were right. more you know what i'm saying so kind of in-house environment it is so that may have been their interpretation of what they were reading hmm. to teach you and then you had to grow up and get your own interpretation your own i do sometimes think about like there. what if they really did have like a different curriculum that day or like it really did say something else but just that day they were like no i'm gonna tell them like no like christopher columbus really did try to discover america no dude he was looking for asia i don't know <laughs> like yeah. wow like yeah. he found it by accident <laughs> man well, like i'm cool to call whatever but we're gonna at least say the facts yeah. just I like you. a regular white man he never chop- stops and asks for directions yeah he's just gotta keep going until he's right no if, it, if i could sum up that quote is the best mm-hmm. quote from the boondocks which mm-hmm. is oh, we're americans movie. we don't do the right thing we're just gonna keep doing the wrong thing wrong until thing. it ends up right and then i'm like that's so perfect for us because that's what we've been doing for a while and i'm not like i'm not one to play sides like i'm not gonna we're not this is not a political show right we're not gonna get on a soapbox and go trump is bad or trump is good obama good obama bad if anything i don't even understand how like any past presidents are in any possible discussion for current politics Mm -hmm. because what is the point of talking about the past you can't change it Mm -hmm. you can change the future if you 
decide to switch gears immediately and focus your energy on like and here's the example i give because now that i work at whio i listen to a lot of rush limbaugh by accident because oh, i definitely am not trying to listen to a lot of no. rush limbaugh i don't know if anyone at home knows who i'm talking about but that man is yeah. all over the place yeah and he just yeah. like he just dwells on this whole like hillary email stuff and like just stuff that like i'm like dude that's gone nobody cares you're just poking old people's backs that can't yeah. find a better ham radio and it's been plugged <laughs> in the same outlet for 40 years collecting dust yeah that's the opinions of americans i want yeah that yeah. those are the future that i'm really worried about <laughs> the dust collectors of the country i don't know my favorite time period was the roaring 20s and i'm roaring hoping 20s. For, and i'm hoping we're going to see a resurgence of that at least in style and music and stuff like that. Like maybe a call back to the 20s. Yeah, oh, exactly. that would be cool. Yeah, Bring I, back disco. See, yeah. I, wish I, was, <laughs> I wish I was in the 50s. I, I was born in the wrong generation. Mm -hmm. I should have been a 50s. I don't think anyone... I love that you said that because someone said that to me the other day. I was like, I was born in the wrong generation. You were born when you were born, madam. <laughs> you just like things from other generations yeah. more. Well, I, and I think that's fine because I didn't have a cell phone. I'm an I was old like, soul. I was like 15, 14 when I got my first cell phone. Yeah. So like until then, I had no means of communicating with the outside world. So for the first 14 child years. shouldn't. Yeah. So the first 14 years of my existence, I got to know my dad's vinyl table. <laughs> so that's how I discovered yes. Willie Nelson's Stardust. That's, right. that's how I discovered uh, Lukenbach, Texas by so Will and Jennings. the best music yeah. ever. The Man uh, in Black by Johnny Cash. Yeah. I can keep going. Chris Christopherson. Yeah. I mean, well. Uh, I, I grew up listening to a lot of big bands and the Glenn Miller stuff. Oh, yeah. Old jazz. Old I mean, jazz. And every genre was on the table. Yeah. And, but, but rap. And mm -hmm. that's where I have an issue. Not because mm -hmm. my dad tried to isolate me from those mm -hmm. kinds of cultures and musics and mm -hmm. appropriations and, 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 and just love for your fellow person of different mm -hmm. color mm -hmm. is that he just didn't have the records because he just mm -hmm. didn't listen to it. If anything, the only rap I ever heard from my dad was Beastie Boys. And, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm good with, <laughs> so here's a little story from A to Z. Like, I don't need that. Like, I would rather hear Biggie or Tupac or like. Now some, they're like, he got into rap and now he's a comic. I knew it, honey. Yeah, and it's just all this stuff, and it's like, we should have hid the weed. Like, why, why did this happen? This liberal nonsense. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, I don't even believe in government. Like, it's yeah. the weirdo. But um, with, with, the, with the 20s, though, that there's a lot of parallels between the 1920s and t the current day because they had to deal with prohibition. Yeah, and, and we're having our own prohibition. Yeah. People don't notice that. Like, no, 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 no. This is prohibition. You're in it right now. Yeah. You're living it. Yeah. How there used to be speakeasies, yeah. now there's trap houses. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is the day and age. Yeah. It today today on 1933 was the day the prohibition ended on this day 1933. On wow. today? Today, yeah. Wow, I feel like today's episode is sponsored by prohibition. Yeah. 1933. <laughs> 1933. And but the thing what is things like marijuana never got un taken off the prohibition list it's yeah kind of like because it was left there during nixon's drug yeah. war era and he was just like deal with this because i said well, crack belongs to blacks and mexicans belong to weed for some reason but, <laughs> like that's fine what you what you had back then was uh you had um uh, a lot of the religious groups were they had a bigger hand in pockets yeah, that, and now we're that, doing better and it was during world war one before then it was during world war one and the leading up to world war two and while all the men were overseas fighting, they they got the, the the votes in here, and they didn't get 
they didn't get a say so in what was happening back then. Right. I didn't, and you so know, they that's come, the kind they of stuff you don't think from, about until you yeah. actually like sit down and you're like, well, who got a say when? It's yeah. like, well, hold on. Who did get a say when? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, um, and so, see, but, I don't think about this stuff at all. Like, I, I'm. You should do more drugs. <laughs> it would help get I'm just like I'm, I'm I told you on the phone like I'm ADHD as can be and I can't read a book to save my life oh I'm I not, can't either listen I am I, I am so street smart I am very yeah. intelligent I can do anything with my hands I can build anything, random crap anything. but to read a book and actually remember yeah. history that I I didn't like something firsthand happen I'm like what what the heck are you guys talking about like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going on I am um, <laughs> I don't read books I listen to audiobooks mm-hmm. And I found that's a good yeah because I'm a music guy. I never know. Well, have I think your ADHD in. is hell. Yeah, so with the therapist that I rocked yeah. out on. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, I think there's labels for everything. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't think one blanket statement, even for like, and I know this is this I is think touchy we're awesome because <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> You're the first guest to ever say that. I think we are awesome. <laughs> It's funny, I also haven't burped into the mic this show. Usually there's like four or five burps. Bring it. Because we don't pull burps on this show. We let them, you know, we let you audience let hear what we had for lunch. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, so it's weird that that hasn't happened, but I'll muster some. What some are we going to get? Onion smell? Yeah, maybe some chicken teriyaki throughout oh. the day. And you can hear <laughs> the right. regret of All the right. cola that fizzled into the, the right. mistakes of the day. <laughs> but the whole like blanket statement for like, oh, that person has ADHD and they're mm. like that. And that's why they're like that. Well, that kind of triggers me, and I know that's a weird word in today's mm-hmm. society, but I never, like, get triggered, but, like, I get triggered when people, like, try to blanket statement people. Mm-hmm. Okay, just because you didn't listen to Tupac doesn't mean he's some dumb, young, black kid that died and no one cared, that wore Durac. No, he was someone that people literally compare to, like, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. That's next-level intelligence. Mm-hmm. You don't get to blanket statement him. You don't get to... Bl- <laughs> you don't get to... I don't, I'm not a fan of Trump, but you don't get to blanket statement Trump. You don't get to go, he's the orange businessman. Like, sometimes it feels like that's what he gets, but <laughs> you don't get to do that because there's so much going on. Sure. You don't know if that day he woke up and he's like, I just want to kill myself. I'm not gonna because I'm the president, but I want to. Like, now he's dealing with that and maybe he's saying stupid stuff because he's dealing with that depression and he doesn't know how to outlet it. I'm digging into him, but I don't mean to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you don't know what people are going through and like, like you don't know what they've done and had to see and like when, when, it, like doctors are like, oh, so and so just needs an, like an like Oxycontin, and they're great. Well, okay, maybe they saw their dad die, and they don't know how to process it, and maybe mm-hmm. they had one friend. And this is real. This is not me. I, my father's still alive. <laughs> for anyone at home that thinks this is a call for help, uh, this is just <laughs> examples in comedians talking. <laughs> for anyone that's accidentally listening to this suicide note mid writing. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> um, listen, before we get to the second culture shock, I want to give you guys just a chance because I don't know how much long. I can keep mm-hmm. the godfather of comedy. Um, do you guys want to plug anything mid show? Because I, I don't like to do it at the end because I think mid is when m- people are more likely. Like, okay. I know you said you've got a couple shows coming up with like a lot of oh, female yeah, staff. Sure. Maybe you've got, I know you're going to see some comics. Yeah, you can brag about at least having tickets to cool stuff. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to go uh, to Wiley's Friday night to see uh, Paul Spratt, and uh, Sunday is the open, regular open mic. Which I highly recommend if you want to see comedy that you never do, you never know what to expect. And then the following Sunday is when they're having the Toys for Tots. So more or less, right. the admission is just bringing in a bunch of toys to donate. That's cool. And so that we look forward to that every year. And this usually they put all of them up on the stage and the place mm-hmm. is just like there's hardly any the only thing I would add to around. that is that they should have somebody dress like Santa and do a set. 
and just tell like Christmas bits. Well, like I was going on Mrs. Halls, and then she was like, "Deck these." Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think it's been done before, and, and I I've been to a show uh, where they roasted Santa. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like the, and maybe Santa, you get a bunch and, of midgets dressed like yeah. elves, yeah. and it's like, "Where are the work regimes?" <laughs> but uh, Dan Dean uh, dressed up as Santa, and we had a roast that's for him good. at one of the Is other clubs. Dan Dean, the guy who runs the Super Dope. Uh, no, that's see now names are yeah. what I'm. Names and faces are what Brighton Jones is. He does a po- he does a podcast called "I Wish I I Wish I Wish I I Wish I was laughing. I wish I could speak better. I wish I could speak better too. But, um, but anyway, so that's go- that's what's going on locally. Uh, every Sunday and or Monday, I post all the weekly shows. I appreciate. The by the way, if no one ever tells you in person, I'm mm-hmm. at least going to tell you as a 21 year old. Oh, I you. appreciate that, and I like seeing like, oh wow, like I, one time you tagged me in a mic that I didn't even know people knew I was going to do, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is why he's the Godfather because mm-hmm. he cares, mm-hmm. and that's why you get that. See, Wiley's tagged me on my first open mic, and I didn't tell a soul. I'm like, if I go up there and I'm going to suck, you nobody's going to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't it's, telling nobody. It's gonna live nothing. and it's That's gonna right. die there, Margaret. It'll live under that couch. It will die there. I was like, "Don't tag me in nothing." Yeah, <laughs> but I, I have fun. I try to friend everyone that's going to appear, mm-hmm. so that I can tag them for the show. Uh, from the Sunday op- uh, the Sunday Comics uh, webpage. It's so funny you said that because even someone before I had met you was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're doing a mic tonight for the first time, right?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, you'll probably get a friend request from Cal. And at first I was like, why? Is that the local pedophile? Should I be worried? <laughs> like, what? what's the issue here? It's like, oh, no, man. He's just like, he's, he's like the godfather. And that was all he gave me. He's like, he's the godfather. And I'm like, okay, cool. Is he going to break my legs? What? I don't know what to take away from this. Am I going to wake up with a dead horse? or? And maybe it's got like a joke in its mouth and the punchline's like, got horse. And it's like, well, okay. <laughs> Listen, before we spiral into any more worse pants, we'll take our top of the hour break. We'll, uh, it'll be super short. We'll come back. We'll talk for a second. We'll do our second culture shock of the evening. And then we will keep talking and we will close out the show with the third culture okay. shock. So we will be right around this break. Don't go anywhere from the disappointing radio show, ladies and gentlemen. Indoor baseball, anyone? Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to WWSU 106.9 FM, Fairborn Dayton, Dayton's right choice. Are you looking for something to do this summer? Then join the Wright State University Center for International Education July 11th through the 18th for climate change learning in the Caribbean and the Bahamas. Spend the week on the island of Andros at the research station just off the beach. Explore the beaches and the oceanic climate change via boat and snorkeling experiences. Investigate what is happening to the ecosystem as the climate changes today. Learn what the future may look like for the people of the Bahamas and planet Earth if climate change is not adequately addressed today. Enroll in one of the following, EES 4010-60107 or EES 601008. Contact William Slattery 
at right.edu. That's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-L-A-T-T-E-R-Y at right.edu. We'd like to welcome you to the tea hour. Winston Stevens are That's going right. to spill all of the tea. All Single the beans out. on toast shall be spilled today. Raspberry tea and, like a peach qu- tea and quality. We're going I'm, to toss it in the harbour like those silly Americans. Those silly, silly Americans. She made toast of those gents. Made toast, put butter, and had tea with that butter. WWSU 106.9 FM. Airborne Dayton. Grab your tea and enjoy some quality programming. Beans on toast, one Beans would say. on toast, right? That's quite, quite good. 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 Man, I hate commercials. Don't even say the C word to me. Where that loser Brighton at? No, and B? He probably out there boxing birds and shiz. Let's get back to it before anyone tunes out. <laughs> you think anybody's still listening to this crap? You tripping, big dog. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That has been our quick little break. I hope you enjoyed the weird uh, English rantings that is Beans on Toast, as well as my back two. Um, I don't know how much longer we get to keep them, so again, we're going to shout out to uh, the Godfather comedy for gracing us. Again, you don't get to be a comedian in Ohio unless he meets you. So if you haven't (laughs) met him and you're listening and you think you're going to be a comic, think again. And gives you the key to the city. Yeah, you gotta get the key from I've got another one. This is my second one, and I was excited to get a second one. I only got one. What's your problem? Do you not have (gasps) one? I have one. Yeah, How come you got two? Well, it's I got my the, show. I got Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, before we forget, let me uh, give you a chance to plug all your stuff coming up. I know you got a lot of shows coming up with a lot of female comics, and that's what I like to hear because I think there need to be more well, women in comedy. Well, not a lot of female comics, unfortunately. Some of them are just pure sausage fest. But um, so I didn't say bring up hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a oh, Lord. joke. To okay, that so that is. anyway, yeah. so January 18th at Duckfoot Bar and Grill, we're going to awesome. have um, each one of these is 10 comics. <gasps> I got another you key. Got it. Oh, yeah, so that sounds good. I'm going to have 10 more comics. And then. Ten. So there's 12 total? Um, there's 12 at each show. Wow. Or, I'm sorry. There's 10 at each show, and then I host, so kind of like 11. So like 11 ish. Yeah. But with you hosting and uh-huh. talking in between those sets, uh-huh. that's like a whole like set set. Listen, our our first show went absolutely amazing. And I'm we sure got more because, because one, of, well went, one of the owners that from another bar that we're doing came to that show and then booked even more shows from Based the on what scene. he saw. Yes. See, that's nice. To the hear comics had a blast. Your skill reaps the rewards. Yes, they get their own little entrance songs that they get to pick. Like, you know, you should not have told me that because I literally, you're going to get your song. Show, you will get your chose song. the hardest rap song I no. can think of that nobody. <laughs> <laughs> would know the lyrics to and then when i came out i started rapping every word word for word oh, until mentally i knew it was about to say the soft ga <laughs> and then i cut it right before that word so i think i came on the stage literally going like Whoa, i'm gonna give it to you with no trivia we're like cocaine straight from bolivia my hip-hop will rock and shock the nation like the emancipation proclamation we just keep going it doesn't matter <laughs> but it's a it's an intense energy to come out to so right if that's yeah if that's the well, chance i'm gonna be fun. given it's oh i'm fun. gonna take that out and we'll give it to you we'll 
we'll give it to you. And then I'll make fun of you for it afterwards when that's I go fine. back up. That's, that's 100% Okay, fair. so January 18th is Duckfoot Barn Grill in Salina. Awesome. Um, Valentine's Day, it's at Duckfoot Barn Grill. But Valentine's Day is going to be a little different. There's tickets sold prior. They're $50. It's a couple's night. So you're going to have killer steaks, a killer meal. Oh, it's like included. a day that you get to laugh Yes, yes. So February 14th, Valentine's Day, Duckfoot Barn Grill in Salina is going to be killer. That's for the people who aren't funny enough to make their own dates. <laughs> and then um, March 13th is going to be at Sloopy's in Greenville, Ohio. And then there's going to be many, many more to come. This is very right. exciting. And that was I'm excited. information that actually I just started comedy this year. And, and the then, fact that you're already nose deep into it yes. shows that like you love it. And that is who well, should be. Well, I'm just like you. Why I was saying earlier I got into comedy. Like. These people, people laugh. Some of these people travel for, yeah. for free shows or whatever just yeah. to make people laugh. And it does give people a complete break because when oh, yeah. someone's on stage, they're not thinking about getting evicted. They're not thinking or about your tax returns. Yes, you're maybe is, not getting back. It's like, an <laughs> absolute beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. There's that so lightning in a bottle moment yes. that you get to share with everybody else. Yes. Well, listen, before we spiral into lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. uh, this could be a cool segue if you want to leave in a nice way. Okay. Um, yeah. We will play the the second cultural shock of the show we when we come back we may or may not have the godfather still with us but we will all clap now because he was here and we appreciate you being here thank you it's great and to be here. never give Very up fun. on comedy it oh, it yeah. deserves you if thank anything you. else oh, no. i love it so please everyone <laughs> as we say that uh show some sweet love for him as we play sweet love off of method man's <laughs> album uh please enjoy <laughs> Gotta get a laugh in that town or something. Oh, this is bad. Too much. This happens. Oh, oh my God, look at honey right there. Nah, I gotta, I gotta shoot one at this one. Excuse me, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Just maxin', looking for you know relaxing. Met this red bone jasmine, midtown Manhattan, shot a burn. I drank the nerves, calm words. Massage the mentals, made a pussycat purr. Sweet love, you look miraculous. Brown eyes, passionate, high cheekbone. Tommy girl cologne, you smashing it. Jump in, take a spin, destination statin'. I have you home by 10, shorty started laughing. She replied, street, you ever ride while you drive? I look puzzled and said, nah, baby, why? Dressed up, grab my do a dress up, cock the legs, go f my head up. Now I'm deep in it, flying past the speed limit, out of control, still whipping it, steadily hitting it, deep stroking. My hand on the wheel, I'm smoking, loving how it feels, sweet love, you got me open. What? Love is love, love, love is love, love. Love is love, love, love is love, love We connected like a train from the first ordeal I stepped to it with the passion as I kept things real But like, sex was on my mind like was in my pants I flashed my fronts on her like if I had a chance She said, ain't you Capadonna from the Wu-Tang Clan? I said, yeah, mad gear plus the small white man Sweet love, I want to can I be your man? Strip to the beer essentials, let me you if I can Sweet love, from your Love, sweet love, love is love, love is love, love It's a full moon, we in the bedroom Thoughts consumed by the passion Slow jam tunes and body action My fingers on the splashing Your lips got you spazzing Love juices, marinating in your satins Sexy, I guess I'm like my old dad I love my women bad With just a little touch of class Use the star by far, look at you ma Shake your thing thing girlfriend You Shay Shay La What up, with the beat it up I'm not the one to eat it up But the type to hit it raw dog and seat it up We talk without saying nothing You told me if I came through you give me something 
Now we lockin', pullin' hand, talkin' trash How you like it, slow or fast? She said, I like it when it lasts No doubt, you got the best trout there can be Not an everyday average Chicken of the sea Candidate for HIV You rather deal with monogamy Queen of be hell, black mahogany You about to bust, damn it Sugar walls coming down, now you can't stand it You've been touched, that's when I felt the blood rush Getting closer and closer with every thrust Take me there, volcanoes about to erupt I love you much, watch these rap Get all up in your guts Ladies and gentlemen, that was the best song on radio. Just kidding. It was Sweet Love by Method Man. I think it's pretty good. I like it. Um, what do you think? It's kind of like a... Like kind of simple. It's, it's not, not a really, good beat. I mean, it's nothing... It's I'd, not a good beat. It's, it's nothing I'd want to be like... It's nothing you, know, you would immediately like yeah. rage to. Like but Jersey like, Shore. Push but to me, if it was something you had like a coffee or a tea and maybe like a cigar and you just had it in your ears, it would produce like some nice sound. Listen, you that's really like a chillin' stoner song. Just yes. bobbing the head. Yeah. The, the, that's you can right. already see yeah. the wallflowers <laughs> kind of rocking back and forth. Exactly. And, yeah, that's what I'm talking that's, about. That's a good beat. That's just Brian like, Jones. <laughs> that's funny. Well, do you have any like, um, I guess like favorites of hip hop? You know, artists, maybe specific songs, or maybe like generations of music of hip hop. Like, because I guess it really starts late. I do not go listen. Like, I do not listen to any of the new rap. I love. Okay, that's fine because I you love, don't have to. I love, <laughs> You're not missing a lot, and it's okay. <laughs> oh, I know, I'm not. Because mumble rap isn't for everybody. No, it's and not. Some people like it, and I get some people are like, "Yo, the back in the day, back in the day, these guys were talented. They had they were lyricists. They could get listen. They could get a preacher's daughter, white girl, in a van going one, two. Dude, my knowing the whole freaking song, song is Preacher's Daughter. Is it? <laughs> and it's all about them, like, having a train on this Preacher's oh Daughter that they corrupt and, like, oh, you mean Pastor Brown's daughter, the slave maker, the robber? And I'm like, oh, I get it. What about White stuff? What about ICP Game Show? Insane Clown no, Posse? I'm oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am not a huge fan, but my Mrs. Disappointment absolutely loves Insane Clown Posse to a point where, like, I now want to go to one of their concerts. I just like that song. At first, I realized it's a community of crazy people. Oh, and yeah. I realized it's a community of people who are willing to wear clown makeup in public and right. not have any alcohol right. and only Fago sodas yes. and convince themselves this is still a rage. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kind of people you want to hang out with because they don't need drugs to have a good time. They're high on life and maybe PCP, but we'll talk about that later. So I'm really bad with names, but I mean, I know some of the favorites. Um, I'm more of a rocker girl, but don't get me wrong. I love the old school rap, um, right. you know, Tupac, Biggie. Okay, if you're, if you're a rock chick, because I can talk all musics and people don't expect it from I can talk old girls. school rap. Right. Not I can talk any music. Like, yeah. I'm talking like 60s Roy Orbison's records. Uh-huh. Like, like love hurts like i can quote elvis to you i can do anything so music's my language unless i 
absolutely love, love, love the band. Because I'm a singer. So unless I've studied the song and had to perform it. Yes. Um, You're probably not going to. Right. But now I'm like, you know that one show, it's like the theft show or whatever, where Melissa, she's in there. Every every station turn, she's saying every word. Like, yeah. that's how I am. But yeah. knowing the artist or the name, most yes. of the time I suck at it. But I, you, got, um, you know, Def Leppard. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, what's your oh rock hits? Like, ACDC. I have okay. an 89 Firebird. It's a formula. What's your favorite ACDC record? Because I'll tell you, mine immediately is Back in Black, because I've probably listened to that specific album like <laughs> 10 times. I mean, the way yeah. it transitions from like Back in Black to Hell's Bells to yes. like every other song on that record, it's just good. Hell's Bells is my ringtone. Um, yeah. If you sure. like rock facts my father has one of the 200 records of leonard skinner's city on fire before they stopped Oh, nice before they literally started printing it the plane wreck happened they were like stop printing the album right there were 200 of them that got made because they were like we cannot sell this our band (laughs) died almost you know what literally i think i'm just i'm into older music that's fine i have a bunch of stuff downloaded on my phone and that's about all i listen to right I don't know any of the newer stuff. Def Leppard, Metallica, AT- ACDC, right, right, all of right. them. I have all the older stuff, and I don't. I have nothing. Maybe not newer. their newer stuff. Like every now and then, that I'll hear a song on the radio, exists. and I'm like, oh, I love it, and yeah. I'll download it. But other than that, it's a lot of. Okay, uh, so that okay, so at least shows me you're intelligent. Unless it's because unless you can at least open up your ears to new stuff. Sure. Unless it's it, vocal stuff, then I know it. Okay, it irks me when people like I've never heard this. What is it? And then you're like, well, do you like it? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you? Let's explore more of it. Well, why would I do that? Well, I don't know, Becky. Maybe find your G spot. I don't know what to tell you. Like no, push boundaries. If I accidentally hear something that I like, I turn my Soundhound on, get the name, download it, and it's on. Like yeah. I have, I you just feel music. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you if you do like feel it, you music. like it. You don't only hear music. You exactly. Feel you do. it. Like yeah. you. The first note of Billie Jean, you know it's Billie Jean. There's just something about the. Oh yeah. Like just the soul. They put into certain records. See, that's how I feel about like some power singers because I'm a power singer. But that's also Metallica. You know their sound. I would count those as power singers because to be able to be like, yeah, like that. Right. Right. Hurts my throat just doing it. Yeah. (laughs) We have a cough, ladies and gentlemen. No burps today. Yeah. Um, I think one of the my favorite uh, things to do as a kid was to just like isolate myself in the music and like mimic. Uh-huh. just mimic you, I'm not trying to be better but just sing as good as Willie Nelson sing as good as Johnny Cash in this song See, sing, I, I hit did, the same notes as Tom Petty I did better <laughs> maybe that's why I'm I always, disappointed I always did I'm better. always better that's not why. Christine Christina Aguilera man she's like my idol she's unstoppable do you I have can't an do idol? better than her do you have an idol that okay do you have a person <laughs> that like if you saw them on the sidewalk you would probably cry for a minute and, Christina like, nah, Aguilera really that's who it is Listen, the, no that's not, not like a bash like oh my god <laughs> Her, you could have had uh, Tracy Chapman. Okay, so listen. Number one, I was raised in a church, okay? Number two, so most of the time when I sing, I get invited to churches, national anthems, things like that. So stuff it's a lot of power More stuff. than likely at least once in the lyrics, you're going to hear the word God. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's some stuff like competitions, things like that, that I'll sing. But right. if, if, I, if I'm doing that, it's a Christine Aguilera song. I I, okay, I would die. Okay, okay. I would, you would, I die. would die. You would literally die. I, you know who I would listen, literally she's die? she's gorgeous. Her voice, she is the best singer on the face of the earth. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. So no, you're not going to be cool with like... No. Um, nope. No. I no, sir. I can nope. always... Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of answers and you're already like... No. Oh, you could keep talking. It's not... She is so very talented. I don't know if you've seen Burlesque. This... she She's gorgeous. I've seen Burlesque. 
Oh, dude. Your face okay. is sad. Dude, listen. Like okay, I am sad. I've watched it a hundred times. Explain Maybe more. So it is is it is a chick flick, but it's burlesque. So you okay. you could watch this with your chick and you get, hey, babe, take a chick flick. It's women with their, you know, <laughs> listen, it's a burlesque. I watch Magic Mike with Abby. It doesn't matter. No matter what I put on, she's going to get turned on it's by a, it. It's so a it burlesque. not matter the context. It's a burlesque. So you okay. may think it's like a boring chick flick, but you get to watch a, a lot of hot ladies dancing. And then what she is sings. a burlesque? Because I think I don't know what it is. Because I thought a burlesque was one of those bars that you go into to where like there's no one banging and it's not like a Playboy mansion, but like people have see-through dresses and they're serving you drinks and there's maybe jazz. Okay, so okay, it is. Is that a burlesque it is bar? Kind of, it is kind of jazzy. So burlesque is women basically in like very sexy lingerie. Not it's like a. I don't want to say a classy stripper. I can't believe you've done this. You've literally caused Mrs. Disappointment to message into the show. Burlesque is my favorite. Had a girl. Shout she had a to, girl. Shout out to <laughs> God. Girl, why has he not watched this movie yet? Well, I guess I know what I'm going to have to do. It's an awesome home. movie. You, it's I'm going to walk film. in the door. She goes, I've already put on on. Popcorn is popping. Sit down. Listen, <laughs> this this woman has been performing and singing since she was young in, in the Disney crap and she is so talented. that's fair if you were she a disney kid you probably could sing well early she can on. dance she yeah. can sing she can do everything she's beautiful she's very sweet she's smart i love her so for context for you mrs disappointment used to be a ballerina oh yeah it's adorable See, I did, everything about her is cute right? i did jazz swing dance you like line. jazz <laughs> yeah um and because she did ballerina, she said the literally the dancing and music I practiced to as a kid was from the burlesque movie. Yes. So you've got well. Then again, I oh my god, telling me that she um listen. This is gonna make me sick. This makes me feel. She's like I danced to that as a kid, and I'm like watching it for the first time at like 25 or yeah. something. I'm oh like, oh my god. god. Oh my. No, what do you mean? You're 25 to 30. You remember we already. They just put me out there like I'm the grandmother of comedy. <laughs> no, no, no. Where'd my husband go? Cal, get back here. <laughs> I'm trying to match you <laughs> in age. No, 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 no. We don't think you're old on the show. We don't think anybody's old on the show except my mom. That That's because she won't old. listen to the that show. That made me feel old. There was a post on Facebook, like the karate kid. It had him as a kid, and he's all like grown up at like 60 years old. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that'll make you feel old. <laughs> Her like saying, I, I, never I, thought I practiced I'd live the Belasque as a kid. I'm I like, never oh, thought I'd live long enough to know that the karate kid has tax problems. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I uh, but no. So she, you know, she was a ballerina, she dancer, and her favorite rapper of all rappers is Kendrick Lamar. And she told me that she had went out one time on stage to Money Trees, which is a very like hard rap song, and it's like it says the n word a lot, but like, uh-huh. the flow of it is honestly like a ballad, like a ballad of sure. like a, the, like the Nutcracker would dance to. Yeah. So it's just weird seeing those bridges of culture, but then at the same time, while it's weird, it's also exciting. Mm-hmm. But then again, people don't know how to take it. Um, the movie showed me, what did that message say? I'm going to have to double take this one, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, because Mrs. Disappointment, I think, is being a little randy at home. Oh, just, oh. The movie showed me, if you try harder, you will get it. The That's best right. thing That's was right. a, the college girl scenes. That's right. Never she didn't, age. She didn't give up. She the kept going no matter what. It is. It's inspiring. Yes. I think that's a quote from... And it's Christina Aguilera. It's a whole movie of Christina yeah. Aguilera. Oh and it, gosh. it's probably like the best thing for you. Ugh. I think, it, like, I'm not trying to be like, I would cry, but I'm pretty sure if I was walking down the street and I did a double take and I saw Dave Chappelle, I would at least jizz <laughs> a little bit in my pants. Listen, like, to bound, a degree. Bound to you, it's one of my favorite songs ever to perform from her. Ever. 
and it is so emotional. Like if you really get into stuff when you're performing, you can feel the song and how she performs it in this movie. There is no better performance on the face of the earth than when she sings Bound to You in this movie. And you can feel the pain and the love and the, the struggle. realness and, that potentially oh went gosh. into that role beautiful, and beautiful. all that kind of stuff. Yes. Like the level of like you see Heath Ledger he actually so crazy in the yes. Joker. Yeah. And, oh, that's nice to hear. Very talented. Um, I would be interested to see if she has a blank on blank. I doubt it, but they could. My favorite interviews in the world are called blank on blank tapes uh-huh. and they are something that PBS put together mm-hmm. is PBS went back in time and like went through all these different archives of tapes interviews and got like the most important interviews of that person's life oh, so wow. Michael Jackson's interview is when mm-hmm. he's like eight years old and he's oh talking about like religion and music and it's sure. beautiful Carl yeah. Sagan talks about science and religion um, Stephen King talks about childhood trauma. Listen, and fear. Marilyn Manson is actually oh, yeah. a very well-rounded, intelligent human being. Marilyn Manson also apparently has the best absinthe known to man. Have you have you watched him in interviews where it's like serious questions? He's very smart. Because people, well, because people set people like that up to fail, and then when they hit those questions out of the park, they're like, "I didn't have anything else planned." But that's so. Because- I guess you're just gonna look awesome here. <laughs> what people fail to remember is that these are characters yes. they are an entertainer yes like when i go on stage or i do this he's nailing and, and, his job when i'm at home i'm not like oh my god kids live the well see you that's know what me I mean? and that's when i gotta turn it off and that's so, when abby's like slowly i mean i have those moods but yeah. when you're performing it's completely different and people put their performance with their person Yes. And some some people are like that all the time, yes, but very few are. A lot of people, they are completely separate from who they are as a performer, entertainer, slash whatever. Do you like people like that? Because I get it shows skill, but it's, I like to feel connected to my character on stage. And but like, listen, it's not, it's not that it's fake, okay? Like, right. Well, I don't let think me, it's fake. Let me tell you this way, okay? I've been in sales for a very long time, so right. my whole days consist of talking yes. and no matter what i've had happen at home with my kids you know anything i'm like ah yes. da, 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 you know so it's it's not sometimes it can give people a break from their crappy reality to be honest and they really love it and that's why you can really get into it sometimes and then other people it's entertainment but it's still like a part of them like they want to be in real life but they don't have the courage to so then when they so put they that outfit on stage. when they put that outfit on yeah. they're unstoppable unbeatable and they're just roaring and strong but you only know for what? those 20 minutes that's right Okay, that's a good way to look at it. Yes. I and I'm not trying to shame comics that have to do that because obviously Mm -hmm. it's a nerves thing and they can't help it. Mm -hmm. But like I think the best comics are those who just wear it on and off stage. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know Sure. Like and I hate to say this, but then also it kind of brings in some issues that like, oh, when does the comic not get to be funny and be heard like a human being? And then but at that point if you're really struggling with your funny all the time sure. i would rather have that issue than not be funny but ever listen i promise you there's not one person that doesn't have a different persona when they're at home by themselves we just don't get to see that yes. a lot but you have we to have, comics are the only people to willing enough break. to put those characters out yes, on stage you have to have a break now when yes. i go to like big family gatherings things like that i'll be the jokester if i'm out and about with just my kids i clown around and they'll be like mom behave you yeah, know because yeah, it's yeah. fun but then I'm at home and bed watching TV. If you're really TV. alone by yourself and you're completely alone, yes. it's a different. It even is. if it's not yes. completely different, to a degree it's different. Yes. Like even if it's just, even if you're killer funny all the time, it's just a little less funny. Yes. Because you're not trying as hard and you're not 
trying yep. to entertain the world all exactly. the time. Exactly. Or not not necessarily even entertain. Sometimes sometimes people have just been through a lot and they always want people to feel good. They want to bring, they know what it's like to have this pain and this pain and this pain. They don't want anyone else to ever feel that. So they try to bring joy into people's lives too. That's a is good another way reason. to look at it. I just think, I, I, I don't really know how to like transcribe this feeling to people. So I, it comes out different. But like when I'm on stage... I'm not nervous and I'm not scared and I'm nothing but excited and it's like I want to scream with happiness because I'm on stage and I'm about sure. to try to make people laugh. And even if they don't laugh, I'm there and I just want to be there and I'm home. Yeah. And all of that feeling isolates into like a sharp pain in my big toe. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, like I don't shake on stage anymore. I don't freak out. Like I'm not like. Crying, oh my sweat. gosh! It all manifests. That's awesome. And it doesn't start until my foot hits that stage. But once it does, oh, it's like someone's hitting a nail through my like <laughs> nail, toenail with a real metal nail. Is that is for, awesome? For couldn't put the nail nail together. But like, I don't know why it happens. But like, because that happens, I know. Like, once I have that feeling, oh, I'm in the stride right now. Yeah. This is where it's it's now. Oh, this right. is oh okay, oh uh uh butt stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even matter. And then, because also when I have that feeling, I know, like, I'm not going to panic because I've got all of my worries condensed listen, into one toe. Listen, the mind controls so many things. Have you ever watched House this year? A little it's bit, not on yeah. Okay. I know his whole so get there up was, and all that. So there was an episode where they were on a plane and a guy was really sick. And it yeah. was because he went scuba diving and came up too quick or whatever. Well, <laughs> yeah. mentally, all these people started getting hives and whatever else because they thought they were all sick. And when it ended up... And this is true. Like mentally, yeah, you can you can make yourself sick mentally if like you're. Oh, I one hundred percent believe you because I have really bad anxiety issues, and if like my anxiety really like it's rare when it does. But Abby Fritz has been on yes. the for forefront of this, and she can tell you if I get really bad, I'll start to shake, I'll barf. Like, yes. So <laughs> it's whether all over. whether it's a mental thing or not, yeah, that happened one time, and that gave you the strength to be like, it's all in my toe. I'm and gonna, now I don't I'm have to worry because it it's now. all there. That's right. And then That's also right. when I feel the pain, I also know like you're on stage. Yes. You're being watched. Exactly. These are the bits. Kill yeah. it or don't. Exactly. And I like having that pain because yes. it's physical and it's real. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, even if I don't know if the jokes are funny, I know I'm still on that stage feeling my nervous system moving yeah. like an idiot. You're trying. Yeah, trying. Trying's the, huge. Trying is a huge, huge thing. Do you have any like jokes specifically we'll, we'll, we'll rant in about this because uh, there's a reason I bring this up do you have any jokes that you've like written like maybe a year ago and mm -hmm. we, we talked about this so you don't really like to use a lot of written material like uh -huh. I do but do you ever write a joke and maybe like just you can't let go of it like it's not it's you're telling it to people and they're not laughing and maybe you're not getting the reaction you want but you're looking at this joke in your off time and you're like this is the best <laughs> joke I've ever written I don't understand how it's not coming across so you keep trying do you have a joke like that that you just keep trying to make happen? I mean, not really. I Or maybe any concepts that you're dabbling in? I'm just really always funny with everything. I'm just always funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You didn't realize who you were talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't I'm know me. I'm always great at you everything. You ain't heard? No. Um, no, I... You didn't see my set? You didn't see me <laughs> laughing down these aisles? That don't happen to me, son. <laughs> um, no, I mean... I don't know. Right. Some people it kind of flows, and then okay. there's other stuff that um, 
You get little laughs. It, it really, it's never the same. It just depends on the no crowd. No joke is ever the same. Yeah, I it agree just that depends too. Because even the if crowd. you try to deliver one joke the same way that you know you delivered one night that killed, you're never going to be able to tell it quite the same. So you, you shouldn't can tell it the same, but even the crowd can. Right, you're going to get a different, different reaction. Yes. You're going to give a different delivery. Even if you tell it the exact same way, you're giving it different amounts of breath or yeah. you know whatever. And like at the end of the day, it's hard for comics to do this, but once you start to be able to do this. You become one of those comics that are intelligent through their yes. craft because you're able to witness the event as it's happening yes. out of your mouth. Yep. And that's a weird thought. That's like, that's like <laughs> I don't even know. That's like somehow coming and seeing the cums perspective. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's usually how this show goes. We talk serious. So for that's like 20 what girls minutes. that's what girls go through, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An overall experience of just like It's coming just like that everywhere. <laughs> well listen, this has been amazing. I've had a great time. Me too. Do you wanna plug anything else? Do you wanna talk about anything? Um, Menstrual cycles, you know, whatever. <laughs> like um, last minute bits <laughs> um before we close out with today's last culture shock, which no, I just hope everybody make sure you all get out to our shows, the comics that we have are yeah, very please. talented. If you, if you if you thought, you know, the godfather of comedy was really the godfather, if you really thought that God's daughter of comedy was really the god's daughter of comedy, you shouldn't come out to one of her shows. I'm a funny daughter. I think I'm gonna be on one of those he at is. some point. Oh, that's nice. you you'll be there. You'll be on the January eighteenth show, Duckfoot. Can I say the dates again? 100%. Okay, January. Yeah, I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the ADHD. Yeah. Let me blanket that right there. Hold on. Let me go <laughs> Let me go back and not pay attention for four minutes and then ask you what you just said on okay. the show. January 18th, Duckfoot Barn Grill. Boom. Valentine's Day, Duckfoot Barn Grill. That's going to be the $50 one where it's a huge steak for and fancy lovers. dinner and all that. Yes, for the lovers. Dicks. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. No, we'll okay. bleep it, but it's the end of the show. It doesn't okay, that and much. then also <laughs> March 13th at Sloopy's in Greenville. The comics are very great. They all Where's send auditioning tapes. Greenville, Ohio. Greenville, Ohio. Yeah, it's not very big. That one I'd be interested because in, I've actually heard Sloopy's come up from another comic, so it must be a bar that people keep going to for some yes. reason. And if anyone's listening that has a bar, um, you can go on J Bob Beats on Facebook. He is the uh, lights and sound guy, and then I take care of the comic stuff. Um, get a hold of us. We would be glad to do any shows for you, and we need more bookings. We we always want more, but the comics are really great. That and- is nice to know that you have a hard amount of like material comics and all that ready yes. it's just finding a venue listen it's horrible like, that i have to say no to people because i'm watching these videos and i'm laughing and you love it and because it's newer i have to pick like the very best because if i don't do a good job or they don't then that might mess up future stuff so it really yes. you know i i wish it was kind of like wiley's because you can get your practice and you know learn but it's really not like these people that are picked are tremendous, tremendous comedians. So it is, I promise you. It's the cream you, of the crop. We're not it is the cream of the crop. It is a show great possible. show. That's and right. if you're on there, you deserve it. And it's yes. not that you don't deserve it if you're on there. It's just that's that right. somebody wanted it just a little more that day. Yes. And that's okay because that's how all Olympics work. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that guy ran a second faster. Right. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Try harder next time. <laughs> well, listen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I hope no one is mad at us for all the things we've said on the show. And it's Don't a great be segue because we're going to listen to I Hope You Ain't Mad at Us. Uh, I Ain't Mad at Chubb by Tupac <laughs> and Danny Boy off All Eyes on Me. 
So please enjoy the last culture shock of the show. And you have been listening to the Disappointing Radio Show. This has been an hour and a half of your life. You'll never get back. Ha, 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 ha. Tune in next Thursday. I'm Rachel Isom. Yeah, enjoy our guest. This will be on Spotify tomorrow. If you're listening tomorrow while it's on Spotify, you wizard future uh, drug user, you. How did you do (laughs) such a thing through acid trips and such? And please enjoy this music before we spiral into your thoughts anymore. Enjoy. Change. Ish. I guess change is good for any of us. Whatever it takes for any of y'all niggas to get up out the hood. This shit, I'm with you. I ain't mad at you. Got nothing but love for you. Do you think, boy? Yeah. All the homies that I ain't talked to in a while. I'ma send this one out for y'all. Know what I mean? Cause I ain't mad at you. Heard y'all tearing up out this out there. Kicking up dust. Giving a mother up. <laughs> Cause I ain't mad at you Now we was once two the ends of the same kind Quick to holler at a hoochie with the same line You was just a little smaller but you still rolled Got stressed a while A and hit the hood swole Remember when you had a Jerry curl? Didn't quite learn On the block with your Glock trippin' off Sherm Collect calls to the tilt saying how you changed Oh you a Muslim now, no more dope game Heard you might be coming home, just got bail Chase tail, it seems I lost my little homie. He's a changed man. Hit the pen and now no sending is the game plan. When I talk about money, all you see is the struggle. When I tell you I'm living large, you tell me it's trouble. Congratulations on the wedding. I hope your wife knows she gotta play it for life, and that's no bullshit issue. I know we grew apart. You probably don't remember. I used to think for your sister, but never win a bender. And not to see us after school, we bomb on the first motherfucker with the wrong buddies on. Now the whole shit is changed And we don't even kick it Got a big money scheme And you ain't even with it <laughs> Knew in my heart you was the same Motherfucker Go toe to toe when it's time for growth You got a promise back And I can't even trip Cause I'm just laughing at you You trying hard to maintain Then go ahead Cause I ain't mad at you Cousins fighting, playing dozens, whole neighborhood buzzing, knowing that we buzz it, used to catch us on the roof or behind the stairs. I'm getting runners and reminiscing all the time. We said aside, bumping and grinding wasn't nothing on our mind. In time, we learned to live a life of crime. We grind us back to a time was much too young enough. I caught a felony loving the way it does blow. And even though we separated, you said that you wait, don't get nobody no while I'll be locked up safe. I kiss my mama goodbye. From a lonely eye Said I'll return But I gotta fight to fix the ride Don't shed a tear Cause mama I ain't happy here I'm too trial No more smiles For a couple years They got me going mad I'm knocking busters on their backs In my cell Picking hell I know one day I'll be back As soon as I touch down I told my girl I'll be there So prepare to get down The homies wanna kick it But I'm just laughing at you Cause you's a damn shit And I ain't mad at you From a nobody nigga to the big man on the block He's Mr. Local Celebrity Addicted to 
moving key, most hated by enemies, escaping the luxury. See, first you was on quicking, but you made it. So the choice is made. Now we gotta slay you while you fade. In the younger days, so full of pain when the weapons blade. Getting so high off that bomb, hoping we make it to the better day. Cause crime pays, and the time you'll find a rhyme ablaze, you'll feel the fire from the nick in my younger days. So many changed on me, so many try to plot. That I keep a clock beside my head. When will it stop? Shall God return me to my essence? Cause even as an adolescence, I refuse to be a convalescent. So many questions, and they ask me if I'm still down. I moved up out of the ghetto, so I ain't real now. They got so much to say, but I'm just laughing at you. Niggas just don't know. Uh, but I ain't mad at you.